What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Evening Alpha. I am your host, Todd Wanish, um, industry professional, 26-year veteran, comics, animation. Um, fortunately, I somehow made it. <laughs> I don't know. I think just living. If you're doing comics and animation and you can just somehow do it and like not be homeless, you just somehow become a veteran after, you know, 20 years. Um, but anyway, welcome. Uh, uh, what is this about? What is Evening Alpha? Well, we... Uh, are a, a different show than other NFT alpha shows, different podcasts that are out there. Um, what we do is we focus uh, primarily on founder talks. We are entrepreneurs. Um, I have a project uh, called Adult Fantasy. And what we do is we go out and we meet other incredible owners, incredible project runners, people who are actually in the space doing stuff. And we basically have a coffee talk. It's, it's it's about really getting to know each other and for you guys have a chance to get to know the, the person on on uh, camera on screen and and really get kind of a behind the scenes view of what actually goes on you know whether it's an nft project whether it's a startup um building a business takes a hell of a lot of work and and it's really a chance for these projects to shine uh and for us to really learn from each other because this is the space is very new we're all doing stuff that's cutting edge uh, and it's and it's super uh, it, it's super important, right? It's super important for us to kind of learn from each other. So um, I am stoked for tonight, man. Uh, I have someone that um, I have known by reputation for a very long time, um, the incredible Josh Blaylock. So Josh is the founder of uh, Comic Boxels. Comic Boxels is bridging the gap between comics and Web three by providing comic book veterans a platform to innovate and create while connecting with our NFT community. <clears throat> On top of that, I know him, this guy, there you go, look at that. I've known him about this guy for years. He's also uh, the founder of Devil's Due Publishing, um, uh, OG comic guy, um, and a world-class producer uh, and project creator. So I'm, I'm absolutely stoked uh, about this. What's up, man? Welcome. Oh, you got to unmute yourself. Oh, amateur mystique. <laughs> Thanks for allowing me an excuse to get out of the senior citizen's home and come talk about my long comic past. <laughs> hey, you know, thanks. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, dude. So so uh, tell us all about Comic Boxels, dude. Yeah, happy to, man. Uh, so Comic Boxels is exactly what you said. It's like after, you know, spending my life in the comic book industry and then also leaving, living this other double life in crypto for the past many years. Um, you know, I really wanted to, you know, start building, you know, what is going to be the comic book bridge over here in this Web3 world. And from a place, you know, coming up from a place as I'm an artist and a writer and a creator, I mean, and a publisher, you know, a little all of the above. So I've got an interesting perspective that a lot of people even in comics don't have. And I'm working with a lot of really well-known crypto brands as well. So, um, you know, I'm uh, partnered with my... Uh, tech partner Guy Veter and uh, a great team of uh, other devs and uh, comic on the comic book creation side and on the web three side. And, um, you know, we've found um, we can talk about more here and yeah, we're, we launched a Genesis token series of 5,000, uh, what we call comic boxels. And they are, um, they're a gateway into our whole slate of projects. So, doing this as like a, as a, um, less of a roadmap type thing and more of like a publishing slate. So there was, you know, projects already lined up 
there was Agnes Garboska's Digidorables, which, you know, if you're in comics, you know who she is. Yeah, for sure. Uh, super famous for doing all kinds of different cute uh, art for every major publisher. Um, she has her PFP series, which really made sense for like what she wanted to do of these cute little llamas called uh, Digidorables. Oh, nice. And there's like, yeah, these are amazing. Um, and then there's, um, we have uh, Hoyt Silva and Trey Walker uh, have an RPG series, 250 unique one of ones uh, that tie into a PFP series for um, Heroes of Shrylash. Um, and then there's um, my own series, DGen After Hours, which is going to be uh, pulling together very well-known NFT projects, you know, that either they're in my portfolio or other, you know, cameos to tell comic stories. And then there's New Comic Book Day, which is our most traditional yeah. uh, thing that's going to bring in people like uh, we have Jimmy Palmiotti and Andy Kuhn uh, on, in, you know, on deck and uh, Trailer Park Boys because Devils Do Comics has a Trailer Park Boys license. We have that lined up. So all that. Um, but um, yeah, so, so we're, we're go for it. Go for it. I'm oh, sorry. I, I stalled out there a little bit. Um, no, it's good. Uh, I'm curious. So, so um, one of the things that I'm really curious about, and I, I've been preaching about this from day one. So um, I got into NFTs early last year um, and I instantly, instantly saw the, the potential. Right. Um, and, and through watching, of course, um, starting off as a, as a collector, I mean, obviously, you know, with, with, with comics and toys as a, as a backdrop, you know, you instantly record, I think real recognize real is the word, you know, like you, you kind of like, okay, these are collectibles. I don't totally understand it yet. I don't totally get it, but I instantly understood that these were, it was a collectible market. And then through like board ape and, and pixel vaults launched with punks, which I know you're a part of, which I'd love to talk to you about more. Like, like after watching these, we were already working on our own project. There you go. Yeah. Hey man, let's share. Look at that. What's that? All right. Yeah, you guys are playing there. Yeah. Yeah, man. Come on now. Um, like I was gonna miss that. Give me a break. So, so um, but but having working on our own project and watching others progress, I instantly recognized how important this could be to comic creators. Um, um, it's it's no secret that I think comics are like the ultimate medium um that God ever created. Because it's like it's just the most incredible, it's the most incredible um. I mean, you're as limited as your imagination. Period. Um, the amount of the amount of creativity in the, in the worlds that you can create with a with a pencil, digital pencil, pen, whatever, and a piece of paper, digital paper, it's it's unlimited. Um, and so, the minute I jumped into NFTs, I started preaching this to other comic artists and other illustrators. And what surprised me was some of the some of the the resistance that I got. So I'm really curious, from your perspective, someone who's actually succeeding in doing this, um, what? I guess I guess the, that's a double-sided question, which is like, did you have resistance to it? And then, if so, like, how did you get around it? Because I've seen some crazy shit. Yeah, I man. So this, part of this just gets into my own personality too, as far as like, I'm not, I'm not very good at or naturally gifted at like convincing people, you know, why they should do something. It's like I instead get like, if I see the pattern so clearly, like this is the way. Mm. this is what is going to happen whether you want it to or not like and, the, and also like this is amazing it's like i'll explain to you why i feel that way yeah. but it's like man it, it's moving so fast i'm like man if you don't get it i'm sorry i'll talk to you in like a couple of years from now yeah and, and because yeah. there are people like i i would just it's much easier to go to where 
the excitement is and the love is and and there's already too much to keep up with there so um i went ahead and just you know found the creators who i because i got the same thing i got really surprised with the reaction that there was mm -hmm. slowly started to realize like oh, okay it ties into it's because of the whole lack of understanding of you know crypto and everything else and um but um a lack of understanding of there's the whole concerns about the financial element in it and all this stuff and like so far every just just to get it out of the way like i can have a two-hour conversation just about that and why i don't feel <laughs> uh, i feel it's not i don't have any i don't feel like it's the same reasons to have for the environmental concern or uh, that people argue against it sometimes i think that's flawed i think the in the, the financial side i could talk about that for hours but the and it's like usually when it gets down to the root of why someone will really have a problem with the specific things people are doing in nfts mm -hmm. i'm like well yeah that's bad don't do that right like it's always like going and focusing on like something that yeah that's a shitty thing to do that someone shouldn't do nothing to do with like you know whether this technology is something you can utilize or not and it can lift all boats so yeah um anyway we um we uh yeah, I uh, partnered with everybody um, because I just knew they resonated with it. Um, I was there at Clubhouse, you know, a year ago, like till 2.30 in the morning every night after doing all my usual stuff and running the business and everything. I mean, like, I got to keep, I got to learn what the, what the hell's going on. And, and uh, that's how I met, you know, Guy, who's, you know, he was coming at it from the celebrity developer uh, oh, angle. Yeah. And um, the... Um, uh, but yeah, I just, you know, I think that we're in an interesting spot because I started like, I'd been around in crypto before this, before the NFT explosion. And I was already coming up, coming up with excuses to produce content or be involved with crypto just as a way to meet people. Yeah. Because comics has always kind of been a gateway to open the doors to like whatever topic you're interested in. You can do a comic book about that and it'll open doors. So I did that. I mean, that's what hollywood did with comics and then 100%. when i was into uh when i was into um you know to bitcoin and stuff I, I wrote a book about the technology back in like 2017 came out 2018 about why this was going to be important beyond just the for the money mm -hmm. and from there uh i and in it the vocabulary is different i didn't quite have the vocabulary for like layer two <laughs> <DeFi>, yeah. nfts <laughs> But I'm talking about all that stuff in there. Yeah. So anyone that looks into me, like they'll be like, oh, this, yeah, I, I fully was waiting for this stuff to happen because I knew it was coming. And and uh, so um, when, when it uh, finally hit, I was just like ready to go. Um, but um, the, as far, there's an interesting side note though, I think that we all get caught up in sometimes because we're, we do want to see it succeed is when it does hit the mainstream, it's going to be more, you know, it's lower, lowest common denominator as far as the, the numbers start to expand. Mm. So the people that come in that really start to use it in mass for utility, they're not going to be coming in spending thousands and thousands of dollars on stuff. And right now we are in this weird period of time. Um, the difference is though, I like, I don't, that that's where a lot of, a lot of people turn their nose up at it. You know, I'm like, no, oh, but, it's the biggest part of the opportunity, man. Yeah. I, so I'm working with 
people who are like started working with Pixel Vault. I'm working with now. It's been finally after like, almost a year announced. I'm working with uh, Urine Finance and Pills, a special project. Um, I've worked with OniForce. Um, all these, you know, because it's like, hey, I'm. We have a unique spot here. I'm like one person that understands comics, can write stories, can understand what they're talking about yeah. to turn it into a cohesive narrative and can help see it all the way to like printing and shipping if they want to do physical claims. And and uh, so like um, I was busy with that and it was kind of like, well, I still have to, I need to be producing our own stuff that we still, that stuff's great. It's great to buy some NFTs, hold them. It's great to work with everyone. but. I still do care about what's going to happen in like two, three, four, five years from now. Yeah. When the masses do come in and I don't want to have that learning curve. That's right. Trying to figure out how to learn how NFTs are going to make my convention business better. And my, you know, in 2025. Yeah. I've already tried it, failed, had some stumbling blocks and, and, you know, that's what I say. It's like, now's the time to do it. I mean, what, what's the statistic? There's only, there's less than half a million wallets uh connected to OpenSea or something like that and yeah. and if you then modify that modify your thinking to make to make it understood that most people have multiple wallets you know you're all, you're talking about a very small pool like yeah. I, I know very few people that have one wallet it's got a, you know a, a lot of people have multiple wallets so so you have to you have to use this opportunity to understand that like there's there's an adoption curve and not only are we at the beginning of the adoption curve but we're at what I call a hype cycle and where it's literally a hype cycle. Like, I mean, you see, oh my God, this thing is hot. Go get it, right? Yeah. Oh my God, goblins are the thing of the week. Go get the goblin thing. Oh, yeah. there's derivatives of it. It could be the next board eight. Boom. Like, it, and now all of a sudden it's it's just a ride until it's not a ride. Um, and, and people don't understand. We're not at the point yet where people can understand or view long-term thinking. And, and I think it's, it is not, I, th I think people, people, I, the reason why I'm so, um, uh, interested to talk to you about this is because we're a, we're a little bit of the same generation and we come from a similar background right mm -hmm. and so and so we both we both rode the whole comic thing you know 80s 90s <laughs> late 90s this you is, know like uh, it's such a fractal rep it, re repetition of the 90s comic book it is a hundred percent this is the image boom dude it, 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 it right. it's like where it's like it's like image comics but like an entire industry of image comics and and you know that it can't last and and at least in this phase and that's okay but but now is the time to like you said experiment and learn and bring people in um and and kind of set up shop you know because it's because it, it, yeah go for it well yeah. it's weird because that's where the, the the cynicism and the like i don't know the just the you know the exhaustion of being the, like a veteran in the business i think happens to a lot of people like they they write it off like because they use that as an argument against it and i'm like no like i'm it, it, the fact that it's such a repetition of that 90s boom if you were there in it you've been training for this your whole life you have a leg, <laughs> up. You have a leg up on everybody else and, and uh and you can come in and, and like just kick ass but also like the 90s boom busted but it formed image comics. It changed creators rights forever. Ever, it created, yeah. it's why we have the walking dead. It's why we have, you know, why like, you know, the boys exists and, and why like, you know, in, in uh, indirectly, it's why Sandman's getting made into a TV show finally and all these cool things like that, because, you know, and it's why we have the most diverse selection of comic books ever now. 
um, you know, for the last few years before the pandemic turned uh, the collecting business like into a new, another boom, it was like there were literally articles about does comics have too much good content? You know, there right. <laughs> too many good like adult smartly written comics coming out, you know, that it was cannibalizing the audiences. It just right. it was so um so I think in the NFT culture, I think in the, the mainstream, let's just we're talking about comics here, there is a lack of acknowledgement and understanding that there's a true, genuine culture, uh uh really good, but like wonderful, thriving, creative, kind, intelligent culture in the within the NFT community. Um, and then I think, uh, in the NFT community, even, even amongst those people I'm speaking of, I think there's a little bit of delusion that some of this is not for the money. Like, and I, yeah. I, I, I sort of narrow it down to like, I don't have real data or numbers, but out of a hundred percent of everyone that make up these 17 billion plus dollar NFT mark of the last year or whatever, yeah. Yeah. um, that's like a real number. Um, there's like. 50% of them are just buying it for the money. Don't oh, yeah. care. Literally don't care about any of it. Like they're just, they're flipping, they're buying. And that encompasses all this, all kinds of like derivative mechanisms that would make all of these like, you know, comic purists like probably puke. And then add up, there's like maybe five or 10% that 100% don't care what happens to the market. It's 100% for the art. Mm -hmm. They're there. They don't care. Uh, they could lose everything and they don't care. Then there's this other like 40%. 45% that's like, um, they truly genuinely are like, this is changing their life. They will love this forever because it changed their life. They're enjoying it. They, they, they're flying to these events cross country. They're, they're meeting friends they're meeting people online and they're meeting in real life. Guess what? Just like you used to do to comic-con before yeah. comics were mainstream. You, 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 that was where you go to meet the weird weirdos that know the thing you talked about. And they're they they are they're gaining if they didn't have it before they're gaining an appreciation for art for art they're like they're even some of them are like buying physical art now because they have extra means yep out of them that 40 percent if the price all tanked and all crashed they would leave mostly because um they love it but like it it they have it's this giving them the means to do this right and, and to it gives us the means to flip so yeah, they are doing it financially, but they like it doesn't mean they don't like it. They don't really love it. Um, so I, I think I think we're I think on the NFT side, we're a little delusional. We think it's like 30% of the 40% of the people are buying, and no matter what they're here, like, no. Yeah, no. They'll, they'll leave, they won't want to, but they'll be like, oh shit, I gotta go work now. You know? <laughs> yeah, for real. And you know, I do I did a lot of for years, I've done I've been very, very lucky, and I do a lot of uh advising and uh mentoring for for venture back startups. And a lot of the people that have been coming into crypto, even early last year, especially, um uh the the thing that I've noticed is that a lot of the and this, this is anecdotal, so I, you know, this is just an opinion. But a lot of the people that have come in actually have come in from the world of finance, right? Because a lot of the people that kind of funneled in from crypto were finance people. Either they were playing the stock market or they were day traders. They worked at Goldman Sachs or whatever. They were just bankers and people that understood finance. And then basically you have, you have another group that, that comes in um, that understands collectibles, but they're very, very small. I would say that what I what I recognize in the market is this is like baby collectors. For for most people, 
I would say, and this is, this is again, this is no scientific data to back this up at all. It's just an observation. Um, but from my perspective, it seems like a majority of the people who have come in, they, they understand finance and they understand money and they understand the stock market. So they understand buying, selling and flipping, right? That's, that's their kind of their gateway drug into NFTs. And now they found themselves becoming collectors. And for, for I, would, I would guess, 75% of the entire market, this is the first thing that they've collected. There, there's certainly people that have collected baseball cards and maybe comics. And maybe they did it a little bit in the 90s, you know, but they were never like us, like hardcore Wednesday's children. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but they, but they, they recognize it and now they're kind of getting addicted to the collecting because now if they're not getting that comic shop weekly hit, they're getting it like daily. That dopamine hit is like constant now. Yeah. And, and so, it, yeah, it's a and genuine, genuine collecting bug. Right. And so now, now you see the shift over from, from pure finance and buying, selling and flipping to all of a sudden those people who made a lot of money and, are, and, um, and, you know, all across the board, whether they made a lot, made a little, or didn't make anything, most of them are now under are, are their mindset is switching a little bit towards that collector mindset, right? It'd be almost like if if back in the day, you know, you went, you bought a comic, the first thing you did was go to the counter and they opened up a price guide and you're like, wait, this is worth money, you know, like that yeah. that old school thing, and you're like, and then maybe you maybe you flipped it, I don't know, like oh my god, it went from two fifty to five dollars, and all of a sudden you were like, oh, these things are valuable. Not not only do they look cool and the art's cool, and I love the story, but this actually is an asset that's something that can appreciate over time. And so and so I think what what I see the NFT market just the just the way that collecting is is occurring is so. I don't want to I don't want to put it down because um, that's not my intent, but like it's so infant like in its collectability compared to like comics and, and baseball cards just and like all these we, other just like when we were like you know if you're like 40 ish you know it's like when you're like 12 13 whatever 14 you know, like in the 90s comic boom mm -hmm. hit you loved comics but you got but you really got sucked into like you bought every you know every silver surfer hollow foil cover every <laughs> right. mark, mark right. tex era ghost rider cover every jim lee cover every rob liefeld cover all you bought yeah. all that dumb shit yeah and and it was like you still loved comics or you, or you got hooked on it that way as a kid and you read a bunch of them you still like you know you're the adult now that's like still supporting this whole industry that's like going to all these movies and buying you know the, the back issue collections and all this stuff so like it's it's like i just think it's like people kind of get uh, i don't know they get on their high horse about thinking their things more noble than someone else's. And I also, in, in, you know, I do, um, there, there's this, there's this group of, you know, people don't, if you haven't, weren't interested in crypto at all, like most, only a tiny, tiny percentage of people were since like 20, you know, 13, when the conferences first started, like it was, um, there was this group of people slowly building and, and it kind of, as it peaked its cycles, it sort of has an algorithm in and of itself. The whole ecosystem does like, um, it's almost spooky. The money, when it's booming, attracts all these people from different areas, different walks of life and different like, you know, compartments of like business and art and finance and all that. Then when it all crashes, like it, it gets rid of, shakes a lot of people off because people are really in, still into it. Or even before it crashes, people come in like, if you are a, like a financial, like someone who's like a leech on the financial system that just exists because of like some weird, you know, 
collateralized stock derivative, whatever, it, based in the fiat world. And like you see how crypto truly works. You're like, oh, this doesn't work for me. Right. This doesn't help me continue my schemes of what my whole, even if you're not intentionally doing that, you're like, this doesn't help my business that I spent all my college years learning studying. <laughs> right. And you leave. So like it weeds out people and it only leaves people left who truly want to build something new and different. Yeah. And and then every cycle, you know, brings in all these like tech bros and finance bros and it gets douchey for a while and it shakes them all off. And then so um all along the way, there were creators in there and artists. Mm. And they were the and out of them, it shakes off all the artists who don't want to talk about money, who don't want to learn anything about tech. Like it you had to have a general curiosity about a little bit of everything. But you you kind of come in there like, yeah, okay, I'm really into this. I'm excited, but art's my thing. It's the only thing I can contribute. So like, that's why I wrote that Bitcoin comic because I was like, I can't do anything else. And it and it and it opened up ridiculous amount of doors for me. But um, the uh, but I was already there before that. And um, the uh, so when NFTs happened, there were all these people over the years who had been what. They had been buying like paintings, like my friend Josie Bellini, like Josie IO is an amazing, well, very, very famous crypto artist now. She was just doing physical paintings of theme thematic things about the financial system and crypto and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people doing that kind of stuff. And uh, that's all you could do, you know? All of a sudden, NFTs came and it's like, oh, now the thing that I like is the art. And now right. I... And, and the artists were like, the thing that I do can be the crypto. And, but what I think the general public didn't understand was there was a bunch of people who had been trading crypto doing very well, but who also had that genuine genuine interest and passion in collecting and buying art and all that. Just had, But they, they weren't going to sell all their crypto to go cash it out. <laughs> right. They weren't going to dump that uh, just to get fiat. And, and to go buy it. And when all of a sudden there were NFTs, they're like, okay, I can use this massive amount of resources I have to start putting in here. And a lot of them five years before that, four years before that were not like super rich, like, you know, yacht sailors, but they, now they have, <laughs> but to, to explain all that, you have to get someone to un- even understand the concept of like, you mean someone wouldn't want to cash that out and get a bunch of dollars. Like that's ridiculous. Like they just so many layers to explain and get through. It's like yeah. not worth it. I'm like, look, here's the NFT people that exist now that are buying this stuff in that community. Here's the the, the mass, the civilians that will slowly come because this is going to happen to them. And how do we just, you know, live in both worlds and make as friendly, accessible bridges back and forth as we can. And that's what Comic Voxel's uh, ecosystem really is trying to be. All right. So I, I'm I'm really curious, man, like, I think it's such a fascinating angle to take um, uh, to to say that you're you're providing comic book veterans a way to innovate and create within the NFT slash crypto space, and and I'm I'm curious like um, how you came to that because I think it's super needed. It, it, and I mean just just so that from my own perspective, like having known a lot of these guys, like. So for those that don't know, to be a comic book veteran, I mean, you're talking you're talking 10 to 15 hour days for decades in some cases, right? To be a veteran, um, and a lot of these people um, to be to be an expert at that level, 
um, you are oftentimes you are so specialized as to not be able to do anything else. Like I know a lot of pencilers who don't ink and who are just now after 15 years, 20 years, just now experimenting with Photoshop because they were just on the grind for doing pencils. That's, that's just what they did. And maybe, maybe they were like, well, I need to capture more, a better page rate. So then they kind of learned the ink trade a little bit, but, but it's, it's, it's a very specialized thing. So I think it's it's almost, I, I see it as a high level service to say, hey, I understand crypto, I understand NFTs. Hey, veterans, let me give you a doorway into this, right? And so I'm, I'm curious of like what that relationship is. Do you have to educate? Do they already kind of know? Are you are you handling just you, all of it or do you actually educate yeah. them on the topic? Like how, how does I, that work? I know it's, man, it's, it's it, like, everything is case by case. And it's, I think this comes from, so many years of like, I'll be on the other side of it, of outside entities, uh, Hollywood producers and agents coming to you with the screenplay. We want to make this a comic book because it'll help it get set up here. And it's, or like um, an, uh, an ad agency coming to you like, hey, we got uh, this beer company is our client. We want comics. And they tell you why they want the comic. And you, then I end up spent telling them for the next half hour, like, you don't want a comic book for that. Nobody's going to care about this. Right. Here's why you want, but you actually do want a comic. You just don't understand why. And I give them like the right reasons and how they should properly use it. And then that's honestly usually like how I would really get them to like build a relationship and want to work with us. Now it's the other, it's like comic artists coming in. If someone comes in and they just want to do an NFT um, and just put their comic book up there, it's like, that's, you, you have to treat it like you're going to a new city. Like you're going to a convention you've never gone to before. It's a new audience. They're excited about comics. They they maybe seen a couple movies. They like they have a appreciation for the art form. Right, okay. Like, don't walk in there like you understand them. And also, this audience hasn't been trained like to do your. We forget how weird our customs are, you know. That people don't just know you're supposed to walk into the convention, go look. Here's Artist Alley. Here's Publisher. Right. Here's they, you know. It's it's weird. We just forget that was a learning process. And, or are you supposed to go to the store on Wednesdays and do this and. Um, so um, I just find out where they're at, kind of like what their interest is. If they're if they're not interested, or you know that's or scared of NFTs or hate, don't like them. That's where I don't I don't try to sell. I you know I could you know, maybe I should, um, but it's like you know uh, Agnes really wanted to build. She was really interested in like the community building of like involving the community and helping shape some of the stories um and letting them have ownership of their own pfp characters and incorporate them in the stories and yeah. and you know like me as a writer i can't stand the idea of bringing the community in to write my stories but i was like but i i have to come up with a way if i want to play in the nft world it's not enough to just put my comics up and i want to do something else too so it's like well i'm i do know that people really there are fan bases for these different groups. So you've got Board Ape Yacht Club, you've got Gutter Cat Gang, you've got Oni Force, you've got Crypto Moris and Sad Girls and all these different, it's basically like you got easy access to licenses. And I've coming from GI Joe and Voltron and Family Guy and everything else under the sun. I've that's that's like, again, it's I've been trained for this. Like yeah, all right. Right. And uh, yeah, so I'm gonna do uh, this. Actually, I haven't even shown these. I'm gonna do a little quick teaser on paper here. 
uh, some of the for the Degen after hours. Oh, those look dope, dude. Going to include um, that's all you get. Um, some of the um, all these all these different characters, uh, and but really do my you know write it like it's it's a, it's gonna satirize and you know celebrate like I say roast and toast the whole NFT world and like so it's anybody who can read a comic book could just go through there and read that and enjoy the story and not have to know all the inside jokes but it's hardcore hardcore deep dive nerdy NFT references um, and then um, the um, that's why we created the new comic book day though was for those creators who say you know what i'm interested i want to try this out i don't quite even understand what an ethereum wallet is but i want to learn mm -hmm. and i've got a body of work that you can have access to so those we take and we're animating key certain panels from those issues giving people download of the issues and and letting them have like mint the spe certain specific panels that they they want and oh, cool. um, making it like exclusive limited edition that way. And that's where you brought up collectability. And I wanted to go back to that because I thought it was really good. Like um, that is one thing that I think will help a lot of comic creators who are interested in coming in here, learn mm -hmm. like a lot of the stuff for just reading the comic, like doesn't make sense. It is about collectability. Yeah. Um, any NFT, I haven't seen any NFT project yet. That's really uh using the functionality of an nft to enhance the comic reading experience comics are a passive art form there's there's act there's interactive entertainment and there's passive entertainment and comic books are passive you're reading mm. you know role-playing games are interactive video games are interactive like so um i don't want to interrupt and mess up the, the sequential art comic reading experience yeah i hear you customer like it's about collectability. So just like a real comic is, you read your comic and then you decide, do you want to buy all 12 covers? Do you want to buy it in bag and board it? Do you want to CGC, uh, CGC slab it? Do you want to do all that stuff? And it's the same thing with NFTs. And I want to make it so that you can read the comic. If you want, mint these panels, um, get these covers. And But but the better part where it does lift, the rising tide lift all boats, you know, analogy comes into play, I think with NFTs, whether you care about that or not is there's nothing to stop someone from insisting on rewarding you anyway even if you weren't in it for that yeah so if we want to say everyone that bought a comic box will get access to this comic convention uh, or everybody gets this free drop to something if they want we can do that they don't have to take us up on it we can do that and we've already started to take to do some of those things. you see you're bringing something up that's really interesting um especially tying it to to collecting and that, and there's something that I think is a little bit of like magic with NFTs and that, um, you know, the, the NFT community calls it utility, um, you know, and, and what's so fascinating is that, um, and, and it ties it to collecting, but it also ties it to the, to how young the market is right now in terms of their thoughts on collecting, because a lot of these people are brand new to collecting anything yeah. like, like coming from comics the you you go through maybe you've, there's a classic run or maybe there's a first appearance or whatever it is that that makes the book special to the market or makes the book special to you right you can always go back into those back issues and find out what it is that you can always hunt right like like you're always on the hunt right like there's yeah i'm still yeah. 
I'm still on the hunt for like some classic Eric Larson, Amazing Spider-Man that I, for whatever reason I didn't get and I damn, I need it. So, so you, there's always the next thing that you can always purchase. And with NFTs, um, not only have we not hit that point yet, because I think that's several years at, out, right? When you're looking back and you're like, oh, that thing was super cool. And like, all, like old record, you know, deep dig into record crates, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. On top of that, though, the cool thing about NFTs that, that comics can't do, I mean, really, I don't think anything else can, at least not to my knowledge, is, is the, the idea that, that as, as a project runner, um, you have the ability to create utility at any point in time now or in the future forever. Like you can have a dead project or something that is not cool at all. And all of a sudden the style becomes hot a little bit. And that, that project owner attaches a utility to it that takes off. And that thing, which has been dormant for 15, that NFT that hasn't done shit for 15 years, all of a sudden is the hot thing. Yeah. And I think, I that think you're going to see this stuff. And so, and so like we have, we have the benefit, um, both on the collector side and on the, on the project creator entrepreneurial side to, to create, what we want to create. And, and certainly there's always a pressure with the community to, to get the next thing, get it hot and you know, what's next, what's next, what's next, let's go, you know, but looking out there over the long term, actually thinking about it of like okay well what is this going to look like looking back 10 years how can i connect this to future things <clears throat> what what utility can i add to that thing that we launched last year that people aren't even thinking about and how can we connect that to something that we're working on now uh, to your point like maybe maybe you you're you're launching you know you're launching um the the digidorables or you're launching that new comic book day project and and two years from now you're like hey did you actually buy that that uh, issue because if so we're actually tying that to a free ticket now to a convention or a yeah. signing or something yeah you're like hey if you ever bought firestorm number 88 you know and right like if you everybody that owns firestorm 88 and you know from 1986 or whatever you that's know, right which like, would be which would be what, impossible because uh, you, you have, don't have to meet in any line in san diego to get an autograph and, right. and like wait what you know and it's like um it's funny because people are like, at the end of the day, it just sounds like like rewards points or something like that. I'm like, yeah, it is. That's, it's just, it, it's, it's, but it's the ability to like, you use all this stuff at a different level and to make it all interact in a level than never before. So like, if you can, uh, it'd be, I mean, how cool, I mean, I, you know, you're going to have fan groups forming DAOs that like go in and scoop up this is like trying to use old comparisons to the kind of whatever's being invented now in the future. It'd be like if you could have a fan club now, go scoop up every random like Extreme Studios, Wildstorm Studios, and <laughs> random image creator that like did one image book and left in like 1990. <laughs> like scoop up all their shit and like form a new a new company and yeah, like no, and this is what people have done for ages, you know, like uh, someone gets money and an investor comes in, tries to buy an old property and revitalize it. But now they'll be like, oh, we just formed this thing yesterday. And this fan club just bought all these things because we're going to uh, launch this new company. By the way, we're launching a convention where we're, we're going to buy a thousand tickets to this convention tomorrow for all of our holders. And we're going to have a meetup. And I just, the, the, the velocity is so fast and the pace and the energy around it and the excitement around it is just fun. That's what's so sad. I, I hate that people are missing out on all the fun potential here. Oh, dude. Because 
I, I already so, I've seen it happen in real life I've, at NFT NYC last year. The energy was just like incredible. And this year, I've heard about some of the stuff that's planned, and just it's it's so goddamn fun. And um, yeah. I want the comic book people to be able I, to, um, I, you know, I, I, I like, like we were saying, like I have been screaming since day one. I was like, this is everything we always complained about. Like every yeah. problem you possibly could have had with comics or, or uh, it's, it's all taken care of with this. If you just open yourself up to looking at it and what the potential is and, and how, how contract smart contracts work and just a little bit, just understand what secondary sales are like, it's it's all taken care of if if you're willing to put in the hard work, put in the effort, actually try to put yourself out there and grow an audience and build a community for the benefit of everybody. If you're willing to actually put in the work, it solves every problem you you've ever had in the space. Well, so that's a good. I'd like to. This is me a little shilling here, but like our our comic book dropped the new comic book day category. So Comic Boxles has four different types of tokens. Mm -hmm. And it's one for each project, but they're all the they're all Genesis voxels. So if you hold any one Genesis voxel, you get um, a you you get you're going to get perks indefinitely, and you get a discount on anything we anything we do in our whole slate. Um, and then you also but you get a free mint, at least one free mint from that specific project that your box is associated with because they're randomly divvied out. So the, the one that is the most centered around like existing comics and tokenizing them is we called it new comic book day. Like right. I want, and it, it, they'll be released on Wednesdays. Like I want yeah, yeah. it to speak to the culture um, and like subtly educate an NFT newbie who doesn't even know comics may, as what that is a thing. But like, you know, I, I didn't, I wanted to really say like, what's what you have to do something that makes this fun. You have to like, enhance the experience people are already having and make it better and more fun so like you not only get to collect like mint a certain panel in the comic besides just reading it also um i want to auction off the art from that comic book mm -hmm. i want to help the artist do the art auction the line art from that specific issue that we're selling whenever possible so now the release of the comic book drop for new comic day coincides with the art auction launching oh, yeah, and nice. now yeah. instead of like marvel and dc sending cease and desist letters around <laughs> like no hey will you please go dig up your line art if it's paper cool scan it whatever do you want to be it do you do you care do you feel like oh they have to take the paper version or else i can't do this or you know you know or was it digitally drawn what, whatever you know just work with them each one's case by case scenario but and then make that part of the marketing so yeah. like with uh i we haven't really announced too much of this but like the uh, general idea is with um so you're getting it here for the first time uh with with like jimmy palmiati and andy coon and justin gray's book coming up uh, one of those we we want to um put the comic out and also have the art dug up and we, which we've already worked on and like auction off those pieces and then like the um yeah. like I want the artist to walk away with a boatload of cash from that more than they would have made if they had tried to do the NFT auction on their own. Yep. Um, and uh, and then it becomes part of the norm. The goal is for that to become part of the norm. Yeah. With everybody. And then um, and then uh, again, like they're just they're That's their gateway just to come in and do a comic book. The easy way for them. Right. Mm -hmm. Then they get 
familiar with it. They get extra cash that they wouldn't have gotten before from NFTs. Then all of a sudden it's like, okay, tell me more about this, this other innovative way we could do this. Or, hey, you know what, by the way, I happen to be going to the next, these two conventions. Can you help me do something cool for all of our holders? And then like, yeah, shit, yeah. We don't have to figure it all out now. Right. So that's what I'm trying to keep in mind too, is like, just, just get people in who are receptive, want to do stuff because, and that, that's why it really helps to have that, like simultaneously have that long look at like, what are the next few years going to build up to that's possible. Mm -hmm. I don't have to figure it out right now, but also make sure you're doing some of the short-term stuff now that does capture that higher paying, very, very like financially beneficial NFT audience that's there now. And, and I think that might be the key too, right? Like, like the, the fear and the barriers of entry that people just in general, regardless, you know, we're talking about comic artists and, and veterans and stuff like that, that barrier, I think can and will drop once word of mouth spreads from friends of theirs, you know, especially someone like a Jimmy Palmiotti or, you know, like, like once, once people come in and they're like, no, actually it was a fun experience. I met a lot of cool people. There's a lot of comic fans in there. And, you know, I made, I made more money with this NFT than like six months, you know, working at, at one of the big two, like, like all of a sudden that word of mouth spreads and then it, it kind of becomes okay for other, okay, you know, in quotation marks, other, for other people to kind of come in and, and say, well, well, what, hook me up. What's, what, what do you have Josh's email? Like, that sounds kind of cool. Like it, it, I think that can actually be the thing that brings people in. Right. It's sort of like, I yeah. think it's like a floodgate. It's like, everyone's like, uh, I don't want to be first. This is bad. Yeah. I hear bad things. I wrote, I read articles by people that don't like it and never have done this and don't know what MetaMask is and or Gway. but like, I hear it's bad. And then all of a sudden they get word that it's like, actually, it's not that bad. And, you know, I think, I think the Jose Delbo, uh, Wonder Woman thing opened up a lot of doors for people because all of a sudden, you know, um, you know, Jose's work with the, with the Wonder Woman, Woman pieces with the Hackatow combo, like, the like all of a sudden they were like he did what <laughs> that's know? a great case study man because it opened doors it closed doors it, <laughs> yeah. it showed the uh the jealousy of a lot of people and that's why a lot of people they have the attitude they do is they were like oh. was a elbow like why wasn't it steve ditko or why wasn't it <laughs> right. like why you know somebody or oh, we should pick living artists but like why wasn't it you know so and so and it's like uh because he wasn't as popular as a golden age artist in the regular comic space. And here he is making like Stan Lee money. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And it, it was either it was amazing, but like at the same time, like then he's also the re part, a big reason why DC sent those cease and desist letters around. And, and which yeah. is why a lot of artists got those letters and they're like, they don't even know what an NFT is. And they're just get this letter. Like, don't you dare sell this. Well, and then they Google it and they're like, Oh crap. Like, yeah. And man, they, they, um, uh, but I, the, um, yeah, I don't know. They, uh, and there's something I was going to say earlier, but I forget. Um, I think, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just, there's a lot of, um, a lot of really cool stuff that we could be doing. And, and it's, you know, the way that, the, I mean, the MetaMask wallet and all that stuff, obviously that's going to like transition into something else. It's going to be like, you know, you're going to go to a con, you're going to have the convention app. It's going to say, by the way, here's a scavenger hunt. You go around and do stuff. Oh, and it's like, you don't even know, like, by the way, guess what? Those were PO apps and those were proof of attendance protocol NFTs. 
uh, and it all runs on a blockchain technology and you don't know and you don't mm. care and you shouldn't have to if you don't want to. Right. Um, like you don't have to care about TCIP, TCP IP protocol to use the internet. What I think is a little sad uh, and I, you know, really empathize and really want to see my friends, um, uh, you know, um, not miss out on um, is the, uh, like, I do think we've already moved so far in comic books evolving and the audience is changing uh, on a digital level. Forget crypto just before that. Like, um, I, I don't, I think it's moving too fast for the people who right now, if they did something now could really benefit in a big, big way. Yeah. Um, before the floodgates open. Um, and they're, they're just never going to get the chance because there, there are thousands and thousands of new creators coming to the scene. Now, far more people read webtoon comics style than read print comics, even though web print comics have never done better. They're growing like crazy. Um, what's going to happen that makes this stuff go mainstream is when like webtoon says, Hey, we're flipping on a NFT switch to, you know, start, you know, open up to our millions of followers uh, and, or, you know, something like that. And then, you know, younger audiences will be using it um, in different ways. And and then by the, then it'll finally come around. It'll be like when someone was resi resistant to the internet when they were like 30 and then when they're 50, <laughs> they're going to finally sell something online. Right. You know, and it's, um, yeah, it's like, man, this eBay thing is really cool. You're like, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. And then the, um, the, uh, <laughs> exactly, like, yeah. And, and it's, um, but, and it's going to move so fast, it's going to blow that out of the water. Um, and like, you and I will be trying to worry about what the next, like, weird AR metaverse thing you're supposed to, like, pour your brain into is. <laughs> right. You know, um, so, you know, I, which is why I think it's, a, I, I've already seen, let's just take it out of NFTs for a minute, just comics in general. I think a really healthy attitude everyone should have is to stop worrying about what your definition of comics is mm -hmm. and what the comic industry is. Mm -hmm. And just be like, if you are a creator, just be happy that the medium is expanding. And just as long as you're succeeding in the medium, yep. be grateful and be, be happy for it to see it expanding. And if you're in the industry, just be happy. There's so many different silos of the industry to be in. Yep. Um, if you're in conventions, you can be in, you can run anime cons, you can run traditional comic cons, you can run all these other little side cons. And if you, you know, I just see people like all weird and cranky about, you know, ridiculous arguments about manga being like 37% of the sales of the market. Right. Well, it's not comics. And it's like, you know, or <laughs> kids comics are like 40% and then superheroes are 7% of the market. And it, it's like, man, this is incredible. Yeah. Do you guys remember what it was like in 1997? Like, you know, this right. is amazing. It's the medium and all these people transition from one genre to the other, or, you know, they, they get burnout on certain things and they, it's all good for the overall medium. And there is going to be a comic book industry where, uh, right. It's already happening. Like the Wednesday culture that I'm trying to like homage. Yeah. Isn't, isn't the only thing now, like a lot of, hardcore comic readers who only who who read hundreds of comics a year don't even know the comics the comic shops come on Wednesdays that's right yeah right. that's that's a great point and it actually brings up something that I think nfts are actually tr kind of I I don't 
like they're tapping into and i think it's being i mean my impression is that it's tapped into by instinct and that is like the 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 industry the the creative ip branding industry today is not like it was when when we were kind of coming up right like when when we were coming up you would go into a comic shop you would get your jim lee x-men book and you would like you know pour over it you know you'd have your mcfarlane you'd, whatever you'd have your books and you'd pour over it um and that was kind of your experience and then maybe maybe uh you would see an animated show or i mean they had like live action you know the live action specials and yeah. stuff like that but kids nowadays um don't ever leave like like you can go from the the minecraft comic to then going watch Minecraft being played on YouTube. And then they go from Minecraft being played on YouTube to playing Minecraft and then reading up about it in some other, in some other form. And then just going through the cycle, like yeah. they, you, you, they, kids and, and collectors or people who are in the space now can choose never to leave. Right. They, they don't actually have to, there's not a, there's not a stoppage. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and again, if you were into Naruto, there's 30, whatever 50 plus volumes i don't even know how many 80 volumes because it's weekly book or it was like you know and now they've got the derivative of that and then you had the animated shows and then you had like the J japanese have been doing this forever and now it's kind of coming in into all of our media too and i think you're seeing this kind of pop in with nfts now where the instinct for project owners at the very beginning of of when Th that day when the team has to sit down and say, okay, what the fuck is utility? And how do we, how do we apply oh, it? To also known as have a fucking purpose. <laughs> right. Like, why are we here? And like, and like, but it's like animated show, comic book. Like I, I was stunned. I was absolutely floored coming from comics, coming from animation to, to wander into the NFT space beginning of last year. And every single NFT project had on their roadmap, a comic book. Hey man, I already got some of my tea. All the, it speaks you know? to how prevalent the comic book culture is. The fact that they all, they all, that would not have happened 20 years ago. Never. You know, like, oh, we got to have a comic book. Like everyone's got to have a comic. Also though, it is funny because, and this has become a big part of our business, is um, it is because they drastically underestimate how hard it is to make a comic book. Always. Like if everybody, it, everybody oh, asks oh, me, we can't like, make a cartoon. We can't make a movie. Oh, make a comic book. And it's like, oh, it's really fucking hard guys. And, and, uh, so that's where like, you know, we've come in a lot and said like, okay, especially, but here's where the average comic book, you know, studio creator, whatever comes in. And they're like, what, what do you mean? Lore? What are you talking about? <laughs> what? What is this? And then you've got to understand the tech side of it and it's like i understand i if you're not genuinely interested in it it's you'd be miserable it's, and it's super like, hard run it, away it, it's yeah. a process man it was well, like like when we first came out um you know i'm 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 doxed you know my background is out there like and, and so everybody i know uh -oh. <laughs> and then like everybody was like well why don't you have animation on your roadmap and i was like because i've been doing it for 26 years <laughs> and I know exactly what it takes. Like, you know, are we going to have it eventually? Probably, you know, but, but it's going to, but I, I've done this for so long that there's no way in God's green earth. I'm, I'm going to put it out there. Um, at, at this stage, it's, it's you, once you, as a, as someone who's done it so much, you know, the work, you know it. 
So, so when, when, when you say, Hey, we're going to launch these comics, it's, there's no question about it. Like you don't have to, there, there's no doubt that you know how to do it or it's going to get done. Or, I mean, there's, there's yeah. the conf, not the confidence is there because you've got decades of experience launching what hundreds of titles, like, like you've done this. And so, and so I think, I think more experienced entrepreneurs who come into the space don't throw out like, oh, there's going to be the apparel line and then the movie, and then we're going to go after Netflix deals and we're going to do the comic book and we're going to do, and it's like the animated movie, like, it's like, oh my God, like just pick one well, thing. And when and, you see and that's when you see like the naivete of some of them where you're like, like if I launched a campaign and we raised like $10 million in a day and then we, and I, I would put some animation stuff down there, you know, but you know what you wouldn't see from me? Like, oh, we're going to develop this IPs with like Netflix and Hulu. And like, it's like, no, you've, because if you've got experience having seen a lot of those deals, oh man, you know, the dollars that you're going to get are nothing compared to the dollars that were coming in from that NFT boom. Go spend the cash and make your own animation and just put it online for free. And then, and then later on, we're going to like a distribution deal. Dude, a hundred percent. We've, we've had, and the, the funny thing is, is similar to what we're talking about with comics We've had we've talked to people here on, on this on on Evening Alpha. We've had people who have had who've who've made movies, had the Netflix deals, and then said, "Fuck the Netflix!" Like like yeah. that deal sucks. I'm going to NFTs so that I don't have to do that. And so it's it's such an interesting like seeing the chessboard of like and and this also comes like again this is a generalized statement uh, and, and just from an anecdotal experience, but there's so. For, for so many people in the space who are launching NFT projects, it's so apparent to someone who's been building businesses and launching products for decades that that they're young and or inexperienced. And and I've had this backed up. I was talking to when Coinbase was pre-launching, I was talking to Coinbase um, about their NFT platform. And like one of the guys I talked to, I'm not, I can't, I'm not gonna dox anybody, but one at the time, one of the hottest nft projects the one that just blew out numbers um and then was like and had one of those crazy like we're gonna do everything um the guy from coinbase was like yeah those guys are 17. wow and i'm like holy shit. Yeah. i was like oh okay like i was wondering because i was like there's no way that a professional or, or there's no one with experience would would i think state that and put that out there because then the expectation is that you can do it you know what I mean? And it, it, it's, and it's like, um, there's, and the, the difference is there has literally never been anything like this that's ever existed that has had the money come in that has been a part of this. That, that, I mean, that has, that has been to the level that this is. Mm -hmm. So these people could actually do it. It's the first time, you know, we've all suffered through like Hollywood people coming into comics, launching a company, putting out some press releases saying like, we're building a transmedia experience. Transmedia. Immediately, like they don't, they're not, they're tourists, they're gonna be gone. And you, none of them have ever come along with like $50 million to put into like launching <laughs> the thing. You're like you could really do it. That's what's like, man, if you hear someone say that and you know they don't, you can tell they kind of don't know what they're doing from what they say, you're like, oh, cause you could. You yeah. could really pull this off and it could be incredible. And a lot of them, I think uh, this is where I try not to be cynical about. It. I think a lot of them will, 
they, they, they have the money to mess up and to still do it. Um, and uh, I've tried to align myself and work myself and work with companies that I think really do like are going about it the right way and really know what they're doing and, and uh, are not naive like that. Um, so, um, but yeah, the, um, uh, that's the, so that's a little bit of irony, like we're with on our end is like, man, I've, we know how to execute all this stuff. And when it, even when it comes to the stuff, like the animation side of it, I don't know how to do it, but that's phone calls to like a handful of people right. that can make it all happen. Right. And, uh, same thing with like major motion pictures, same thing with action figures, like we've got the network of people to like execute everything. Um, so, um, the, um, uh, you know, that's why, you know, I just want to, um, you know, just keep the infrastructure there, keep building it. And, um, the, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, um, Oh, I got, as you say, I got, I got one correction. I earlier, I mentioned the, on my shilling, I mentioned the the different the four different types. Yeah. Of um, comic boxes. I forgot to mention one. Our the golden box, so which like if you get that randomly, you get a free mint of everything. That's everything, right? Yeah. 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 And um, but also out of that, uh, here's a trial ash, which will be the last one to launch in the slate line schedule. There's a golden. I mean, there's a legendary um trial ash box too, which will get you like one of the actual one of one drawings. Um, but the um. Um, yeah, I, I just like, I think that's where all the, all these like kind of little things you and I are both noticing from having been in the industry. Like that's what, what you see where though, when you see like someone who's all cranky about it or jaded about it from the, the normal creative geeky world, you're like, man, no, you don't understand. There's real opportunity. Like, cause if you get to know these people the right way, they're all, they're genuine. They're trying to build something cool. Yeah. They just need someone to explain to them like, oh, that's not how it's done. And then, you know, you have a real opportunity to come in and help guide people. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, so. <laughs> no, I think I really, I, think I really, awesome. and I really like what, like the way that I have, like, I already had the comic book you know, company go on was already doing different projects and then got into crypto and they were all separate. And then when it came to the NFTs, I was like, I'm not going to go argue with <laughs> these people. Um, the, um, you guys have built a really cool, a huge community of people in the comic space and you've organically found the people who are excited about NFTs and web three who are yeah. from our world. Uh, so that's super cool. Um, and you know, I like, we need more collaborations with, groups like yourselves because that's the this will be i don't know where but that will be the types of like love like camaraderie that does have the first big successes that break out like we're going to be the ones that a couple of us team up and we'll be at a convention or something or we'll launch a project where it's like together it's like all that that'll, that'll finally make the rest of the traditional space go where did they come from like how did yeah. they do that like i think so too i think so too um, I appreciate that. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. Like, I, again, I, I think it's just once, once, you know, once other people in the industry see that it can be done, and it you don't have to sell your soul, and that it's not the the devil or whatever. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. I think, I think, uh, I think it'll it, people's eyes will be opened 
Um, I mean, I, I'm a I'm a little bit of a cynic in that in that you know I'm like, well, it's not like you have a choice anyway. Like, it's not like this stuff is gonna just stay with with art and comics and and creative NFTs. Like, it's gonna be in ticketing and contracts and mortgages and and everything. Um, uh, you know, we're, they're using they're using NFTs now for for space travel for for. Oh. It'll be like, so pervasive. It's going to be extremely mundane, completely mundane. And I, I guess I kind of what I, I was like trying to get onto uh, something about the with the the way that like newer audiences and younger audiences read comics now and consume comics like through web webtoons. They most read on their phone. That's why it's all in the scrolling format, you know. Um, and but someone who's like seventeen could have read ten times more comics than a seventeen-year-old from like nineteen ninety-eight. Because they had right. to go buy the shit, even right. if they went through back, you know, backer bins. But that kid could be a bigger comic reader than you ever were, um, um, and you don't even you're not even aware of it. Like, the, like I think the way that and I think this is why it's going to take longer in some cases than people think. Uh, but it's creating the true generation gap right now, mm -hmm. is which is why it's the sad part where people do get left behind. Kids will. The people inventing those bridges and those like mundane connections are going to be the reason why someone who's 13 now when they're 14 and 15 are playing a game right. and they're earning pay to earn tokens. And then there's somebody else inventing like a, a swapping mechanism on another wallet that gets popular, not in the way that like Uniswap is, but in a way that TikTok is that just integrates with something. And then all of a sudden, you know, a kid's 17 their parents can't get them to care about money or can't motivate them with an allowance because they're like, well, I can afford to order my own shit on Amazon. I'm buying my own stuff. I'm taking Ubers. Like, right. and, like how, and the parents are like, how, what, you know, how, and because I don't think I just got my tokens and they can swap them into whatever they want. Yep. And it gives them access to go to events and they, they don't even ever, we are the new, the current, you know, generation is like, well, I never have cash on me. Like that's a big deal. It's gonna be like I don't, I don't have dollars. Like they're just <laughs> right. dumb to them. And I think that's where all the things they're doing will be like kind of what we're doing in a clunky way now. It'll be the part of their normal life. Yeah. So how is a person who's like not even fifty, but a person who's like thirty who decided to ignore all that and shun all of it? <sighs> how are they supposed to have a clue on how to like engage with those that generation? And that's, that is, if you are hating on this stuff right now, and I've seen people who are like 27 years old doing it, 23 years old I doing know. it. I know. You are, you are consciously creating the, you're my dad. Boy, I had to <laughs> right. teach how to forward an email today on his phone. And he's, you know, like not like, it, it just, you're, you're who is afraid to download an app. Like that's a hundred percent, man. I mean, I, I think you're dead on. I think a couple years from now, five, 10, I don't know, but. I think the 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 NFT is going to be like JPG. Like no you know who talks about JPEGs? Freaking nobody. It's just like, "Hey, can you send me that JPEG? Great. Thanks. You know, I need yeah. that. I need the could you have that 300 DPI? Great." Like you don't think about it. It's just it's a part of life. When you're when you're dragging something, you know, click and save and when you're dragging it from your browser and it saves as a JPEG, 99% of people don't even know what it stands for or what it means, but they know that that is a digital image and they have they have it, quote unquote. And, and right. I think once I think, I think you just summed it up and that is um, the next generation will be, will be 
the way we're talking about NFTs as technology and utility, they're not going to think about that at all. And they'll all never things, know. They'll never have a clue how the fuck to download a MetaMask. No, they, no, they're not going to waste their time on that either. Like, they won't that, need to. Yeah, they won't need to. And and all this stuff will be already there. And so they'll just start swapping and trading in their favorite apps. And all of a sudden, they'll have X number of coins. And at some point, when they turn eighteen, they'll be able to pop it into like I don't know Wells Fargo. And it'll it'll be worth something. You know what I mean? Someone's gonna force. The, I, I put this little gag in the Bitcoin comic back. It's like someone's gonna force them. They're eighteen. They're like parents, like, well, you have to get a bank account. And the kid goes there. They're like, they're like, okay, fine. And they show up and they're like, okay, we'll just fill this out. And they're like, what? And you have to. And like, okay, well, give us your ID. Give us your all this info. And they're like, and then then you then you cut into like the whole meme of like kids don't even want to get driver's licenses. So right, yeah, you know, right it's up. it's just. But I do think it is just as easy to also make fun of the people who are like, no, it's really simple. You just got to download the MetaMask wallet. You <laughs> right, yeah, right. Grandma, how to do this. And it's not, you know, 32 like, steps later profit, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, again, it gets, that's what I try to constantly think of. And I, I want to take, you know, advantage of every opportunity now to meet as many interesting people and the people at the beginning of this whole movement and to sell as much stuff as we can for, honestly, for sure no no delusions there um to this early boom stage yeah while really having a super realistic look at how this is going to go but i i do think um i think you know um it could go there's lots of positive and negative things that can happen with it just like anything else um but i do strongly feel like crypto and bitcoin even as a as a root thing and, and nfts like i think it is it's not a guaranteed way out of some it's not a, it's not the cause of a technological dystopia it's it's not a guarantee of salvation but it's the only way out mm -hmm. of what will otherwise definitely be a technological dystopia controlled by like you know um too many centralized powers to be and everything i think it's but I, I, I think I think about how the, the the idea of some scenario where the kids evolve using it this way, mm -hmm. and how that's how it will be disruptive to the financial system. That's how it's gonna. No politician's gonna be able to keep up with like trying to control anything because they're not gonna have a clue of like right. what's happening, and they're you know, you know, the people in charge now can't even like. They basically say like, "How do you Google Facebook?" You know, they they don't. <laughs> right. Really. Yeah, it's it's my my parents um, that that uh, uh, they Google Hotmail but, or something. You know, they're just like trying to search for it. But we just got to make fun shit happen, you know, and do 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 fun stuff. Keep rewarding people, and you know, like an awesome community like what you all built, um, and just you know, like start making people want to know like. Hey, what's going on over there? Like, why is that so fun? Uh, you know, you know, I had a, I had a, one of my first mentors said, don't, don't join the party, be the party. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's that yeah. simple. Um, I'm going to hop in the chat real quick and welcome everybody. Say hello to everybody. And then we'll, if there's any questions, we'll take them. Sure. Uh, and if not, uh, we can, we can wrap up a little bit here. Let's see. Uh, what's up, Willie? How you doing, brother? LFG. Welcome. Jordan. How you doing? Welcome. Welcome. I know her. <laughs> Jordan's awesome. Rages, what's up, folks? What's up, Rages? Rages routinely blows my head off in uh in our after party games. Uh he just he's a sniper. Uh <laughs> nice guy, what's up? Hi everybody, welcome. Welcome, nice guy. That's guy, our uh he's our he's the 
the tech guy, tech genius behind all of our smart contracts. And oh, awesome. Nice to meet yeah. you, man. Welcome. Hype. What's up? How you doing? Welcome. Trey. Trey Walker. What's up? Howdy. It was a Trey Lash. Awesome to have you guys tonight. Uh, we got Doge Vibes. What's up, Doge Vibes? <laughs> woo woo. Travis, what's up? Welcome. How you doing? Mastiff. Welcome, man. Welcome. Uh, another, another, uh, 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 killer. Travis is the artist. Travis is the artist on the pills comic book with your finance. Oh, nice. Yeah. And he is also working on some other stuff. And I'm not sure if I'm allowed to talk about it or not now. Right on. Anytime you want to drop alpha, I'm here for you. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Doge Vibe says, I collected D&D stuff and board games, now living in the metaverse and haven't bought a single physical collectible since. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It, it gets, uh, um, yeah, I find I found that most, uh, you know, it's harder and harder. I mean, I do, I have been collecting the artist editions, um, but I feel like just my dollar amount has had to match my ETH, ETH drop. I somehow I'm collecting more physical shit than ever before. I think because I'm an, I don't collect I, as I think it's because of publishing and having to lug so many, so much inventory around all the time. I don't collect like anything, and NFTs have made me buy every stupid merch drop. <laughs> yeah. like, every you know, I've got so many sweatpants and hoodies and hats. Oh yeah, dude! <laughs> I know you just have to have it all. It's so great yeah. getting caught up in this stuff again. It really does feel like I'm like 15 again. I mean, and you're always like, "Well, I could buy two, and I'll flip one and sell it." <laughs> That's right. You don't wear one. You're gonna keep it in mint. Come on now. Uh, Trey he says, I'm still, I'm still deep down the toy collectible hole. Yeah, man. Um, I, I had to, um, I, I got down the toy collectibles. Um, I, I did, uh, design work back in the day for a company called kid robot. And I was doing like, oh, hell yeah. I was doing a lot of their designs and, uh, and then I spun out and created my own toys. And so like this, this is actually the remaining, some of the remaining stuff of it, but I'm always, I'm always showing these guys. Oh, so this was like a crowdfunded designer toys that we did. Right? Oh, cool, man. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, like, like I had to, I ended up having to stop though, at least, at least on the collecting side. I had the vinyl toy bug back in like 07, 08. Yeah. That's it, start, man. I'll, I'll get a collection and then I purge. That's things I don't hoard forever. I purge so that I can use the money to go buy all the new, all new shit. And I would just do that in cycles. That's good. I, I and, try man. to purge. I, this is actually just like my gems. You know what I mean? I've kind of whittled it down. I still have my long boxes over here, but like I've kind of whittled it down over time. Because yeah, I, I have to like you. I got to purge, and and then you can have an excuse to buy more stuff. I think all my original vinyl purchases were funded by selling a bunch of McFarland toys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> nice guy says comic boxes literally took over my office. That's good. That's what they're supposed to do. Though it's like a it's like a little bit of a virus. It's fine. Uh, he says when degen guys addicted to llamas. Llamas. <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, Jordan's talking about. Uh, Josh dropping the alpha. No one had seen those covers yet. So yeah, that's nice. Those look good, man. Um, um, you're always coming with it with the good artwork. So I, I certainly appreciate that. That stuff look great. Um, when's that stuff coming out or is that not? not uh, like, I'm literally like just kind of like obsessively going over some of like the teaser stuff. We're pretty much ready to drop these. Uh, and then uh, there's um, so I'm trying to draw as much of this as I possibly can. Because I never oh. draw anything. Right. Um, yeah, I know. We, we've done, you've done uh, yeah. writing, editing, coloring, right? Yeah, I am. I mean, I came at it from the very beginning as an artist. I just, it just, you know, if you're going to draw, that's what you're doing all day long. So yeah. if you're doing anything else, so, so a lot of 
I'm one of those artists that defaulted into writing by, you know, and then, then suddenly he's like, oh, I'm a better writer than I am an artist. And, and then that's, um, and you can still run a company and write. But yeah, no, DJ After Hours, it's so, I want it to be really me, you know, and my humor and my skit a lot. And also part of it's not completely selfless. I, I, like I'm planning on setting up uh, some live art appearances stuff in NFT NYC. Um, and it's 100, DJ After Hours is 100% like, it's hopefully one of the smartest projects to appeal to the NFT space, but also it's just a total excuse for me to have fun. Awesome. Um, no, you need it, man. I mean, yeah, it's like we need we need more good projects out there. Yeah. Um. Oh, uh, I always mess his name up because I can never. Kerrigan French just does it to me every time. Yeah, man. Uh, thank you. Yeah, love Josh Star working DTP. Yeah, he's hardcore nerd, man. We got some some hardcore old school nerds in here. Uh, Jordan says Alex is gratuitous plugs of Devil's Do stuff while I'm sitting here. Look at that, dude. House of a Thousand Conkeys is dropping this week. If you're a trailer park boys nerd. So I was just gonna actually that was I was gonna ask about this. Like, what is your what is your uh we'll say baby? Ooh, there you go. Oh, look at that. Dude. In development with MGM Studios right now is a film. Look at uh, that, dude. Uh the Snake Eyes movie that was made based off of this that no one credited me for. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh yeah, man. This one's this was uh if you've seen snake eyes this is the no one saw this book like that this was a weird random everyone knows us for gi joe and knows i wrote the gi joe stuff. yeah it's a comic key yeah so the back of this if you've seen the snake eyes movie the this is the the liner the arashikagi ninja clan is the tie that binds snake eyes storm shadow jinx and nunchuck and they're the all-powerful they're all that remains of the once powerful uh family and <clears throat> Sorry. The Arashikage Ninja Clan is the tie that binds Snake Eyes, Storm Shadow, Jinx, etc., etc. They're all the remains of a once powerful family, and someone is out to steal their last object of their heritage. The jewel of the sun goddess <laughs> has been guarded by the Arashikage for centuries. Now the powerful relic has been stolen, and if Snake Eyes and company don't recover it, the entire world will suffer the consequences. Wow, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So. Um, and the funny thing is though, I, even though this was a manga, I went out of my way to hide the magic elements of the thing, uh, until the very, very last minute of the story. So mm. you only see for a glimpse that it actually had magical powers, but like the movie goes kind of crazy, but the, um, but, uh, that's why they don't get a GI Joe NFT series from me. They, um, amen. Right. But the, um, trailer park boys, man. Yeah. That that's, uh, I don't know if people watch the show, the conky characters, like, a uh super favorite of the show mm. so this is like our horror special how are you so how are you rolling these out are you rolling these out like like monthly or all at the same time or um, weekly no again back to like case by case scenario like trailer park boys really felt like this is not like a monthly kind of thing mm. we wanted it to appeal to the tv show fans as much as the um like the comic book fans so we did 48 page one shots um, and they were anthology, so we could get a variety of different styles and artists and stories. And we brought in a lot of like actual TV show comedy writers. Um, and yeah, it was great. And we put out, um, they were one shots. So there was Trailer Park Boys bagged in uh, Trailer Park Boys. The first one was called Get a Fucking Comic. Second one was Trailer Park Boys bagged and boarded. And then now there's House of a Thousand Conkeys, which is a, that is the first continuous story. 
it's just a one-shot horror story and then uh we're gonna do um uh, uh the next one is in another anthology called in the gutters so nice okay awesome uh trey says i'm due for a big purge <laughs> travis says hey I yeah, travis too. guy happened to draw some of that too <laughs> yeah yeah That's actually right. i'm sorry yeah duh. travis is gonna like <laughs> this. this is great man different cover actually that's fantastic. Yeah. That's and he, so drew cool. a lot of, he drew a lot of the trailer park place stuff. I love I love seeing the physical crypto. Crypto has stolen him away. And yeah, good. That, so I, I love I love seeing the physicals too. So are you are you gonna be promoting all the stuff at cons? Yeah, that that so that's one funny ironic thing is crypto events have taken me out of the convention cycle. Yeah. Well, COVID did. And oh then God. as we were coming back into it, it's like, well. There's like four NFT events to go to. They're all really like instantly turning around like real benefits mm. um, versus the Comic Cons are more like we already we do have a lot of artists already still going to the Comic Cons. There's it's so with comic boxes though there is a point in time where we we we've talked about this internally and you know, still continuing to. At a certain point, we've got to flip the switch where we are like saying to the comic book world like, hey, we're here. Mm -hmm. um right now you know laying in the ground floor it's been like we're not trying to go fight that fight of all of the volatility and just 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 a lot of hostility out there about it yeah wanted nothing to do with that. i wanted like have fun and go where the party is and there's a lot more welcome reception in nft in the nft world for comics you say so a comic book person in the nft world they're like oh my god this is amazing and then you go to the comic book world and say, I do NFTs. They're like, um, <laughs> at a certain so point, strange. we've got to plant our flag and be like, okay, we've proven we've done all these things. We're yeah. here, you know, and, and, uh, but right now I just, it's, it's little, I think if we do conventions now, it's still being going as like, as on just as the traditional comic book front. So it's yeah. doubles do comics or as myself. Um, but, um, well, then what's the what's the next uh, event you're going to do? Are you going to do N NFT NYC? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've got I'm some family to... stuff going on now. I mean, I, I I really can't set up my con Comic Con plans for the next couple of months at least. But um, the um, uh, there's one con Comic Con I might get do a quick announcement on. They might be invited to here. Um, but other than that, NFT NYC um, is the next one planned, and then um. The uh, also obviously doing other collaborations too with like I've got I want to be there to be a presence with like some of the other entities we're working with too. So mm -hmm. man, there's some really cool shit I would like to be able to talk about. Oni Force has said enough, and and I, everyone knows I work with Pixel Vault. Writing, I'm the writer of Punk's comic. I'm the writer on Meta Hero, uh, and working on that. And there's a lot of a lot of stuff that the, get the Gary V VCon that was announced at Pixel Vault. So. Yeah. There's some cool stuff I'm not allowed to talk about. Um, then there's uh, with, um, yeah, Pills has finally been leaked. And then uh, Oni Force has talked about us working together a lot. But there's not a lot of details out there yet about stuff. So it's like I can't drop anything. No, it's good. Specific. And some of it, too, I got to wait till certain things are like, really extra signed off on so it's just awesome man it's like a, it's like a new golden age it really is well, awesome. what i want to do 
is I want to just kind of at some point, Comic Voxel is our anchor, and then we just but we set up sort of like, and in, in in the comic book realm, Comic Voxel is our anchor, and we can introduce people to all the NFT stuff. Mm-hmm. And in the NFT world, those other well-known projects kind of are our anchor. And DGen After Hours is another one of our anchors to the community as a comic boxes project, but it's things they're more familiar with. And then we introduce them to the, the rest of the world. But we need people to go uh, mint some shit. So yeah. we're still minting. Um, and we're not like we're not like a project that like has to mint out day one that you know um, it's like we're here, we're doing this stuff, we have the slate, we're delivering, and uh, you know, um, we're trying to over over incentivize everybody on everything. So I think, man, this is like one of the best communities to talk to about it. So I think so too. Yeah. I mean, I, that, that's awesome. Um, Kurt, Kurt says misplaced miniseries, LOL. Oh my God. That's wow. You are an OG. Holy <laughs> shit. Wow. That's going, that book is so old that the fashion that the characters were drawn in went out of style and has now come back in stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You know, oh, no, what? He's, he's going- this is the most depressing news ever. I don't own, I don't own enough of misplaced right now to want to do anything with it because I did a deal with somebody I don't want to work with. <laughs> oh man, um, Palmiati uh, is uh, I can say because we have announced them on our site, so that is part of the new comic book day lineup. So the next up is Degen After Hours, then after that's New Comic Book Day, and then after that's Heroes of Trilash. So um, the um uh and the dubs right now are wrapping up like the the whole like minting feature on the the comic drops and how it's going to work no one's ever done it quite like this so i'm excited for us to finally be able to reveal it soon um and we're we're uh, i guess a little bit of alpha i can talk about is like our we're really gonna we're about to drastically improve our display sort of gallery function if you're one of our holders on our site um which will then play into some of the comic book minting so awesome uh doge says uh great show thanks guys hey bad kitty how are you really great show uh he says i love it and then uh travis says i have the ddp mixtape that features misplaced i remember that that's 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 like a i've got a i've got like a 10 foot banner around here somewhere that uh, randy green drew of uh (laughs) characters It's old school, man. Old school. Um, well, awesome, dude. This is fantastic. And and yeah, we'll we'll talk to Josh. I'll talk to Josh later about trying to get Jimmy on here for sure. But, um, uh, oh, I can't. I can't wait for us to finally be dropping this because yeah, I want to get Jimmy on every single. Yeah, man. I, I want. I'm, I got it. We got to break him in. Like Andy Coon is hilarious too, and he doesn't do a lot of like a lot of press. I, I want to get him on first. We got We got to break these guys in. Um, they deserve it you know what i mean like they really do these guys have put their time in their energy in they they have great reputations and and i think they deserve they deserve to expand their audience to to people who would really appreciate them i think and, yeah and and like it's it, i love it too because those guys have been around a little bit longer than i and and they're really curious and they're like they want to keep doing this stuff and then you run into someone who's like 25 and they're like nah. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll see it. We'll see about Amanda Connor too. We'll, we'll get everybody in. We'll get everybody. <laughs> well, so Josh, man, thank you so much, dude. When so, uh, comicboxels.com, right? That's comic box, like comic boxels. 
It's like uh, a play on voxel, V O B O E X. Yeah. And and you've got a you've got a there you go perfect screenshot um, that and then um, well, you've got the the mints going on now right? Yeah yeah no the mints are live. Um, you can also mint digitorables. Um, if you mint a comic voxel Genesis token, and you get you happen there you have a one in six chance of getting a digitorable mint uh, token, then you'll get free digitorable mints on top of that. Um, and then if you um, but no matter what, if you hold a Genesis token, you get a point. 0.01 ETH discount on whatever you meant. Um, and uh, also um, our our Discord, on our Discord channel, uh, Agnes Grabowska is on there constantly doing stuff with her, with the digital awesome. characters. She's also doing special things for her holders with access on there. Hoyt and uh, check out Heroes of Trilash. If you go to the Comic Boxel's Twitter account, um, you'll, you'll see all this stuff as well. Um, Hoyt, is drawing he so there's it's a pfp series that's going to be like you know these dungeon minions uh that play into the this fantasy rpg which is but it's like fantasy with a take of like modern like high fashion oh, like cool. a hype, like hype beast fashion oh nice and the legendary heroes they're like the main heroes in the whole thing that you can buy into are one of 251 of ones so the the um if you get a comic box or genesis token you happen to get a legendary token that means you're going to get one of those one of ones for free mm -hmm. we don't know what we're going to price the one of ones yet but um those are going to go right away because there's only going to be 250 of them um and then uh hoyt though is drawing them all on discord like every night almost every night he's on there creating one of the characters so you can like watch the whole thing being built before they're finally all on. I've seen his artwork. It's freaking fantastic. It's yeah. really good. It's really good stuff. And it's like, I don't know. It'll be like, you know, a, a cleric, you know, like assassin who happens to have like, you know, a Versace fanny pack, and like, <laughs> like, you know, some awesome sneakers, but like just looks badass. Like it's just really interesting takes on you know how to spin all that together so i mean what if you're from the nft world like you know how everyone loves that shit like how perfect is it for that whole world but it's also it's genuinely super you know super rpg geeky the um like Hoyt and trey have the whole game mechanics all worked out they're doing like test play like on discord they're on there like engaging their community like every night so um whereas my 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 stuff is more like hey Come and visit every now and then. I'll do some live streams every now and then, and like read my stuff and enjoy it. Yeah, and I'm gonna roast and toast the NFT world, <laughs> and then stick around for all the fun stuff when the when the regular OG comic creators start coming in and dropping mm. their stuff. Yeah, awesome. Uh, uh, Kirk Reg says I'm getting the gold vo box right oh, yeah. now. Yeah, there you go, man. Keep some of that stuff yeah. up. Yeah, for sure. Awesome, like, man. Way to support. I, yeah, I, I can't wait. This stuff is fantastic. Um, nice guy says two llamas for a Genesis token plus 0 0.01 ETH discount yeah. on every project. Yeah, absolutely. We really want to reward, like, we're only guaranteeing people discounts on like the current slate, but like, mm. we're really, um, you know, we're really like, I mean, I, the, the intention is to do all kinds of stuff in perpetuity. We've already given away some convention passes for holders, um, and like, we're, we're seeing who we can partner with again. We're, you know, we're facing a lot of the challenges though. Like uh, we have to still find the people who are friendly to the NFTs. It's crazy. Um, 
And but like I just see the potential of like Fan Expo has like 15, 16 conventions. You know, Read Pop has what 30, 40 yeah. conventions. Yeah. There's gotta be there's opportunities there. And if they don't want to work with us, we can just buy tickets, you know, and and uh what's the it's just a numbers game too, right? I mean, I mean, you just as long as you're willing to take the fire and just, you know, and, and just like have people like piss on you for a little bit, you're gonna find people yeah. who are super open to it. With, with some of the perks, you just be careful. Like, I gotta make sure like we don't invest in giving away uh, tickets to Des Moines, Iowa, and then people from <laughs> Singapore snatch them all up or something before they realize what they're doing. J. Raw, what's up, man? Hey, y'all, what's up, Uncle Todd? What's up going on, Josh? What's up, J. Raw? Uh, good to see you as always. Uh, hope your MMA matches went well. I'm sure you went to one tonight. Uh, <laughs> what's up, Alex? Thanks, Craig. Thanks. And uh, nice guy says, don't forget discount con sketches. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, guy. Yeah, um, like Agnes has given away like all the convention appearances she's doing. If you show up and you're like a llama holder for Digitorables, like you get discounts on the con sketches. Yeah, that's really cool. So, I, I love it. I, I love, I really do love how you guys are, you're, you're really bridging the gap between like um, kind of the the old, I don't wanna say old days or old world of comics, but kind of like the established comic world and kind of bridging that in to to kind of the new generation. Yeah. Um, they're, like, they're, they're yeah, and that because they, they're so goddamn closely aligned. Like there's this, the old culture that existed of, um, the comic world like in the nft world they're so similar and it's funny because like that's what was everything that was lost because of the digitization of everything yeah uh is replaced ironically with this digital medium like um the reason why you know like conventions morphed they the people that have been around longer that have any like complaints about conventions it's big why is it it's because of cosplayers it's because of like you know all the all the all the casual fans that just watch the movies and don't read the comics and it's like well yeah before them if it was a hundred thousand person con it was like ten thousand people here and That's yeah right. they were all buying art and they all read you know it's just it's a bigger audience they treat it and they the culturally they came up more like it's like going to a music festival you go you go to like you know a lot of palooza you don't necessarily go to the record store and dig through every crate and buy everything <laughs> you're just there to have right. a beer and have a good time so um it's it's um and you didn't need you no longer needed to uh go you no longer needed to go to a convention or a comic book shop to have that community and camaraderie right it was not necessary anymore right so um the um with nfts the real life events are where you can finally meet up with all the people that you've been talking to and stuff so it's um and it, it's uh yeah it's just it's fun and i i just it's so many similarities and i want them, everyone to have fun but you know maybe the two worlds will never meet i'm used to bouncing between different i think different i think they're going to collide i think they're just going to start it's going to be like a nice spread it's just going to completely gel it's just going to take a minute it's just going to take some time you know yeah. but uh but dude thank you so much uh for your time uh i i thoroughly enjoyed this um and everybody out there again comicboxels.com with a b uh, go check it out. Go support. Uh, Josh is legit. Um, he's been Thank around you. for everywhere. Yeah. He's been around for a long time. The dude knows how to deliver um, everything he says he's doing. Um, yeah. And so, and so we got to support, you know how, you know, my position, we got to support projects out there from real people, from real entrepreneurs, people who have built businesses 
um, and people who are who are dedicated to it. And, and Josh is absolutely uh, straight up on that. So um, everybody, thank you guys again. Um, everybody in chat, you know, uh, usually we hop over. Tonight's no different. We hop over to Discord. We have an after party. Again, I usually get my head blown off uh, pretty quick by a bunch of snipers, <laughs> but that's okay. It's fine. I will eventually get better at it uh, or I will continue to perish. That's yeah. okay. Thank you very much, man. You guys, this community is dope. And thank you for having us. Absolutely. Just hang out for one second. Um, everybody else, we'll see you later. We'll see you next time on uh, Evening Alpha. Hop over the Discord. Thank you guys again. I really appreciate it. Uh, comicboxels.com. All right, guys.